three, four. The Common Counterpart. Welcome back to The Common Counterpart. My name's Mark. And I'm Josh. Josh, we are at the end of our rope. Happy old year. This is it. I know. I can't believe it. I I would have never predicted 2021 to be what it was. I'm I'm kind of ready to see it go go bye-bye. Part of me wants to say that I'm I'm happy about it mm-hmm. just because everybody is so curmudgeon about it. So because everybody else has said they don't like 2021 I want to go the opposite. You want to go opposite. Correct. It just kind of, I don't really know where it fits in. And I don't want to demean the bad things that happened in 2021. You know, global pandemic, dying, all that kind of stuff. Uh, But it sort of has the same feeling of like new year, new me, right? This kind of full circle back where we started. Yeah. It's just like, hey, how's the weather today? It, it's kind of just become like a thing that you say, gosh, can't yeah. wait for this year to be over, you know, 2021. Well, but you are, you are in your 30s. And so y- you're starting to realize it doesn't really matter what you do. New, the following, it's just, it's just another year. Yeah. And somebody's going to figure out a way to take more money from me or, you know, screw me over somehow, some way. Sure. We, we know it's out there. And it's so, coming. And so we prepare ourselves well, I just think that it's it's kind of been it's it's been fine. Fine. It's been fine. But this is our last episode of the year. I know. This is our first full year start to finish. That's right. Right? Like episode we, 35, yeah? 34. 34. 34. So, I don't know, I feel pretty good about that. I'm really excited. You know, we don't like the new year resolution thing, but we nope. we did talk about it in January that we wanted to be as consistent and full as we could. Yeah. And we did it. We did. I'm excited. And I think 22 is going to be a stellar year for us. And so many things to talk about. And if, if you want to make sure your next year is great, you need more of us. You do. And you need your friends to be listening to us. And without us, I don't know how you're going to make it. <sighs> Listen, we have so much to share. But you have a little bit more life in your face right now. Life. Y- you're kind of like, you got kind of a oh, ambiance. <laughs> and I think it's because you're on break. I am on break. You are in vacay mode. I'm also four hours removed from my most favorite place on the planet, and that's the cabin up in the mountains. Mm. So had me a nice uh, campfire. Sure. Sat around, had a cigar. There's money. Is the is the fallout bomb shelter still stocked with? Uh... It is ready to okay, go. Good. I've got the the, the Geiger counters. So, I've, yeah. Okay. We're so set. J- just in case something happens, yeah. you're stocked up and ready to go. <laughs> Dehydrated meat and all, yeah. all the stuff you need for yeah. sure. Break feels great, right? It does. Most people don't know what you and I get to experience, and I for, and I forget every year. So I get into break, and I'm so excited to hang. I'm so excited to do a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. And then I just feel kind of really bad for people. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. You, you mean how they have to go to work? Yeah. Eight to five? Yes. Yeah. But their kids don't. <laughs> so the whole system is jacked. <laughs> Even though their kids are on break. Right. Their, their boss does not give them a pass. No. And, and have you heard that there are some 
uh, schools now who are looking at doing an autonomous Wednesday. No. Like kids don't go to school. Forever? Yeah. So uh, classes, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, autonomous learning Wednesday. Kids, kids can come to school and make stuff up, work in project groups or whatever, or they can just stay home and play video games. Dude, I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Would you, would, you, would you want to know that your kids are just going to stay home and play video games? No, I guess not. But yeah. I also, I don't, mind, I don't mind a little breather, a little midweek breather. Yeah. Would you not want a day off? I like to take as many days off as possible. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not a bad look. Yeah. I'm just thinking about the system right now. Every kid is off of school. Yes. A very small percentage of parents are off of work. Right. These are unsupervised. This is, this is the dumbest thing that we've done. Well, it, they've got the internet and video games. I mean, I guess if your kids are in high school, it's probably fine. Yeah. But if your kids are in elementary, you now have an extra burden yeah. during the holidays. Yeah. So grandma and grandpa got to watch the kids right. and you take every other day off. Right. Yeah. Which is probably nice for grandma and grandpa. Yeah. I would. Im- I think I'm going to be into that. You, you get a little bit of value. You get yeah. a little bit of purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to be like as a grandfather. Like, oh, I do. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to be the grumpy guy. You are already the grumpy yes. guy. And so the, the grandkids are like, do we have to go with Grandpa Olsen again? And I'm like, gosh, all he does is tell old war story. <laughs> he, he tells us not to drink the water. <laughs> he always has this tinfoil sombrero on. The, just uh, so our listeners know, the sombrero will be back in 22. Now, I've been saving this for on air. <laughs> Are you ready for your I, Christmas gift? I don't like surprises, but go ahead. I am going to give you five minutes. What? I'm taking the dog off the <laughs> leash, and I am going to engage in a five-minute conversation with you about whatever you want to talk about. Are you serious? I'm serious. I don't think you can do it. This is your Christmas gift. And it's only five minutes, and I will shut you off at exactly five minutes. I have your permission to talk? Yes. Got it. And you can talk freely. Freely, freely. Now, I need, now to our audience, this is the sole opinions of one <laughs> host and not a representation of where our show and, falls. And Mark loves to be in control, so he is giving me quite the gift. Yep, this is it. Five minutes. What do you want to talk about? I would like to talk about the, the elephant in the room. Global warming? I agree. No. Oh. Uh, I'll give you two more guesses. Hmm. Go ahead. Where do you want to start? COVID. Okay. We have avoided COVID all year long. We did a good job. No, you did a good job. Well, I felt like it was good. Here's what I didn't want. I didn't want... Does this count for my five minutes? I'll I'll pause you. This is like the chess chess timer where I'll hit mine. Yeah. I didn't want to have to come back and recant. Oh, I don't believe you. I, it is true. I, I don't want this to be something that, here's the soundbite mm-hmm. of how stupid Mark and Josh sound, <laughs> because here's what they had said originally, and now we know new things. I, I, I don't like going in before it's done. Okay. Do you, do you think it's done? No, but this, I'm only giving you five minutes and okay. not a full episode. Okay, click. I see now. I don't even know if how I need to feed off off, no, off of you. No, no, okay, okay, fine. I will bait you. Uh, I 
am, I'm so confused that the lone superpower, America, does not have enough people asking what the hell are we doing by masks and shutting down schools and shutting down businesses and shutting down airports and uninviting family to holidays if they're unvaccinated? When did the unvaccinated become the new like victim class? This is the lepers. Exactly. And I had a conversation with with a with a woman in my house and she brought up being unvaccinated. And I said, you know, I, I find it interesting that we don't, we, we can't pick on criminals. We don't pick on smokers, but the unvaxxed is the last group of people that everybody's allowed to be angry at and hate. It is kind of open season on them, right? What's interesting is it's, it's not a vaccine. What would you call it? Uh, I would call it a gene therapy. A gene therapy. It doesn't sell as well if you call it gene therapy? No. Well, because people think they know what a vaccine is. A vaccine gives you a little bit of the virus, your body sees it, your body creates antibodies, and you have that immunity for the rest of your life. Got it. This vaccine does not do that because it's not a vaccine. It gives you a little strip of genetic material. Your body makes these spike proteins, and then your body says... What are these? Let's attack. But that, that information never goes into your cells. And so you never have lifelong immunity. And so we have all these people rushing out to get, quote unquote, the vaccine, but they're not vaccinated. And if you look at the stats right now, in these biggest cities, it's the folks who are vaccinated who are all getting breakthrough cases. Correct. There is a lot of people getting it. You can't get sick with a sickness if you've been vaccinated so you just have an issue with the terms well yeah and the and the the for sort of optics of what the vaccine is doing do you think people should be getting this shot Uh, i think it's completely up to them but do you see a benefit no absolutely not do you see a benefit for getting your measles vaccine uh, yes, because it's a vaccine. Okay. So all of those you're fine with. Yes. So but you here's are the other pro-vax. Thing. I am pro- Actual vaccination. I am, what I am pro is we need to treat the people who are sick and we need to treat the people who are uh, immune compromised and in, not punish a bunch of healthy people. I mean, the fact that we're telling college kids, get vaccinated, wear a mask, and the data demonstrates that very few college students- even if they get COVID, they're going to heal up rather quickly. And I feel like it's being used by some as a control mechanism. I think that if we can keep people afraid and separated, then you can control what they do and how they think. Um, And I just don't trust a system large enough to say, oh, hey, look at this terrible thing. Trust us. We'll fix it for you. So do you, do you have a distrust for how the country is handling it or how the world is handling it? Well, how is the world handling it? Depends on what country you're talking about. Have you seen what they're doing in Europe? They're having full-out protests. I have seen some of those. And yeah. in Australia. Well, yeah. Australia is insane. Now, to be fair, they, they, they went police state. They did. On Australia. And they now, locked it down. And they, they I mean, they, they are a former prison colony, right? Right. So that's just in their blood. 
Well, it's also just an island, though, too. You <laughs> They're know? just going to lock you down. Right. Also an island. Yeah. So it's a little easier to control. But if if you test positive, they quarantine you for two weeks. Did you see what they did in China? Did you? I did. And <laughs> I, I'm, I'm out on all this. I didn't know that I'm out China on all let, this. let in stuff out. Okay. So what the, what the there was a case confirmed at Disneyland in China. Mm-hmm. They tested every person before they let them leave. It took hours upon hours upon hours. Interesting. Now, I must say, I'm, I'm impressed that the Chinese government let them leave it all. Well, what's the other option? Take it easy. They, they just disappeared? Take it easy. 2021. <laughs> uh, okay, so you think that this is a much larger conspiracy. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think anyone's behind it. I don't think, okay. I don't think so, you so got a Bond. So there's no master plan. Yeah, there's no Bond villain. Are there microchips? There, there's going to be absolutely are there microchips in the vaccine no okay so you you do acknowledge the craziness right yeah no I, some people absolutely now does now the the hard thing for you has to be how much this hurts you the, the cause and the truth that you see in it uh-huh. because some people are just taking the ball and running onto a completely different field and right. you're like dum dum you ruin this is the reason why nobody believes what's happening right and, and why nobody will listen and this is and so uh, this is gonna hurt to say so I can appreciate and value your idea of let's just kind of wait and see, and then maybe we'll have a conversation about COVID, because I've had all these thoughts and feelings, and it wasn't until there was a uh, a doctor, a cardiologist on Rogan a couple days ago, mm-hmm. a week ago, Peter McCullough, and he was actually in town. My brother-in-law went to his his presentation. Nice. And the guy, he, he, he does not have a dog in the fight. He just wants to help people. Um he made a very good case to what we've done right, what we've done wrong, and how we are not focusing on treating people. We are focusing on controlling people. And he's not, he's not left or right, red or blue. He's just saying, as a doctor, why are we telling people to get vaccinated when it's unlikely you're ever going to come in contact with this stuff? Because the quote-unquote vaccine only works on one or two variants. All these new variants they keep talking about, it's a different virus. So we'll be getting boosters till the day we die. Yes. And that's your, that's your concern. Yes. Is that this is going to spiral out of control mm-hmm. until now we're just, every time something new happens, we automatically go, here's a booster. Right. Oh, by the way. Feel better about look, it. And that's patented and copyrighted. So people are making big dollars on this. Why would you not? I mean, you've seen the, the again, way conspiracy theory, but you've seen that graffiti with bill gates holding up the the syringe no <laughs> it's kind of a banksy uh-huh. uh uh style S- sam shepherd not sam shepherd shepherd obey who's that guy oh sh- um yeah, yeah yeah okay but no it's 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 uh gates and he's holding up a syringe and it says ready for your update oh that's clever yeah i appreciate the gift you gave me shepherd's fairy shepherd fairy okay uh well, I know that you are like you are a boiling pot with a, with a lid on it. It's not accurate. It is, okay. and I can and you just needed to simmer a little. I just needed to let a little steam out. You know, we'll come back because the listeners think you're serious, and for those of us who know you, easy. You you're just okay. You're just I'm looking a, to you're, look, you're looking to fill seven minutes. I no, get it. I'm an onion, and there's layers to me. And here's the one thing that I will point out, because mm-hmm. I just saw this the other day, and I thought it was very interesting. 
the amount of the high percentage of professional athletes that are vaccinated, mm-hmm. which is very high. Yeah, very high. Like the highest because the league says, hey, we're not going to pay you if you don't, regardless of what you believe, right? Yeah. So upper 90s for almost every professional sport. And they are having a crazy resurgence right now of vaccinated cases to the point where mm-hmm. sti- where like seasons are threatening to be, you know, games canceled and different things taking and place. All, and a whole bunch of these guys are falling down with heart issues. And, wow, well, okay, I didn't see that. But these are the best athletes in the world these are the healthiest the, these are the soccer players <laughs> no these are the healthiest players these are the people that are doing right. everything right that spend thousands i mean something like what did lebron say he spends ten thousand dollars a month on his body like just That's keeping it in shape like doing all the things the cryo the massages the everything right and, okay and the amount of rein re, i say reinfection uh-huh. now in quotes right breakthrough yeah is just insane. What choice do the regular people, and I say regular also in quotes, yeah, Americans have, and mandating a vaccine? Dude, it's Hulk Hogan. It's, take, take your vitamins, say your prayers. Right. That's all you gotta do. Be healthy. How about that's what? And, and I've seen that before too. Here's what you should mandate: mm-hmm. a healthy lifestyle for people. Right. If you're so gonna mandate anything, you're gonna mandate yeah, mandate a vaccine, but then we'll also give you know uh, food stamps. And you can only buy carbs, right? With it, and it's it's cheaper to buy crap food than it is to buy healthy food. Someday the data's going to come, and we're going to see the comorbidity of these folks. And you're looking at folks who are 200 pounds overweight, diabetes, heart disease, um, all sorts of other problems, and the, the they call it the cytokine storm, I guess. This some sort of inflammatory response your body kicks out when you get covid it just puts these people in immune overdrive and Mm. their body can't handle it and then they 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 have respiratory issues and they're on a ventilator um and i'm hoping i'm hoping that the world will have access to this information and we can judge all the all the chicken littles who told us the sky was falling and we will have more information and with the internet I look forward to more information. Okay. Uh, That's right. What are you doing tomorrow? I'll give you more information tomorrow. I no, no. need it tomorrow. Okay. okay. I, I need it. I need it post. I would like to. I would like to know if our listeners find this conversation uh, of any benefit. Well, as soon as you started opening your mouth, you just got a shadow banned. So <laughs> people aren't going to be able to find this information because this episode is going to be censored. And uh, this was your gift to me, so thank you. You're welcome. If this episode doesn't make it out, you know why. Oh my god. Now, we have exciting news. We do. We are going to go to an event next year. Oh, that's right. And I kind of already forgot about it. I didn't. Uh, Jordan Peterson. Yes. We get to listen to him speak. For realies. It's kind of fun. I'm excited. He 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 kind of went kind of peaked in 19 and 20 yep. and then kind of took a sabbatical. Yep. Um and so I I'm looking more forward to seeing him. Hopefully he's healthy. This go around, yeah. Hopefully he's he's, he's looking healthy. He looks better than he looked. 2020 did not look great. And he's not he's not taking every interview anymore. Oh, interesting. And he's so being he, a little choosy. Yes. As I, you need to. Yeah, because they just kind of chew we, him up. Right, what are we doing? Um, I'm That's very gonna be excited. Fun. That's going to be fun. And is, is Peterson the first thing that you and I had in common? It's our first, uh, first author okay. that I think that we had in common. Yeah. Of just... It, he really, him and Gladwell, like yes. stick out to me as the two people that uh, really kind of 
helped me to fall in love with learning again. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I really didn't care a whole lot. And then the things that they had to say were so interesting. And I think that they were uh, such good conversation pieces right. where they, you don't necessarily have to, I don't believe everything that those two say. Right. They're, they're kind of all over the place in some areas, but it allowed us to start having deeper conversations instead of just talking about work. Well, and I, when it comes to somebody like Joe Rogan or Jordan Peterson, Malcolm Gladwell, um, I really like the way these guys take what appear to be small things and they help us better understand the relevance of it. So when, you know, whether it's, uh, um, oh gosh, what was Gladwell's first book? Um, Tipping Point. And he helps you kind of understand how it has to be the right idea at the right time in the right place with the right people. Well, and if you just said that, I'd be like, yep. Yeah. And there's no conversation to have. Right. But he does a pretty good job of telling those stories. Well, and he flushes it out and you're like, oh, it really is that. Mm -hmm. And then that leads into, you know, people want to know those things. Right. They don't want to go out and do all the research for them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, learning from these guys, I think, is fun. But it's going to be the first Common Counterpart sponsored event. That's awesome. Should we, should we call Dr. Peterson and let him know that? Maybe he'll sit down for an interview. <laughs> that would be the ultimate. That would be sick. That would be the ultimate. Don't play with me. I know. Okay. I can't do that. But I mean, 20, you know, we got some good things coming. I thought yeah. we would spend a couple of minutes just sort of reflecting on the year. Mm -hmm. Before we got started, we kind of were reading uh, some of the titles of the episodes and things that we did this year. So, you know, I, I don't know if people have ever wondered, do you guys come up with the topic first? Do you come up with the title first? Is there a script? And so many times we'll finish recording and I get a text from you, hey, we forgot to think up a title. And so as I'm driving home or vice versa, whatever, you and I are playing, like feeding off of each other's like half good idea. Yeah. And then, and then every now and again, it just, it just it hits. hits. But it does take a while. Yeah. But we definitely do topic first, uh -huh. episode, and then you go with the title, which I think is probably the right order for what I you should so. do. I think so. I mean, it's hard to find a title. That kind of puts you in a box. Yeah. And so I was thinking and looking back, and I, I kind of forgot all the episodes that we talked about and all the things that we did, but... I've remembered them all. Uh, I really liked Piracy. Pirates <laughs> is one of my favorites. Um, yeah, because you don't think... They don't, you don't think they're real. They're real. Yeah. Um, I really liked um, Life's a Garden Dig It. So good. Yeah, because... Number one, Joe Dirt's great. Okay, that's so right. The title, is it Joe Dirt? Yeah, is this shirt and uh -huh. Joe Dirt. But number two, we did a, we did a, a pretty deep dive into agriculture this year. We did. From, um, coming at it from multiple perspectives. Well, uh, starting with Africa and chocolate. Yeah. And how it's just a really labor-intensive, uh, ecologically intensive crop. And then the people farming it don't even... Then the bureaucracy of the whole thing is crazy. Exactly. Which was gangster because, was it a week or so after we did the episode, um, Ghana kicked... Switzerland. Yeah, and all their chocolate <laughs> companies out. Yeah. I mean, we went into grains and food deserts and, and gar gardens in the city. We did beef. Uh -huh. We talked about dairies. Yeah. I mean, I, I think about it. I'm like, gosh, this is kind of like a farmer's podcast this year. But then I realized, well, everyone's got to eat. Yes. So food's probably one that we're going to come back to quite a bit. And it's the thing you don't think about. Which is what our job is. Right. So we, we did that. Um, I also really, because you're more pop culture than I am. So when we did the one on marriage. Mm. 
I kind of forgot about that. No, my gosh. Because that was gosh. really early on. Early on, and uh, your title was Should Have Put a Ring on It. So great. It's a Beyonce hit. Who we also brought back around again for one of our quotes about the ocean. Yeah. Now, that's where you were laughing. It was about some of the quotes we used. We've, well, because we did one on Hawaii. Yeah. And you don't, you joke about not wanting to pander, and yet you're the one that used the Ohana. Yes. <laughs> The Lilo and Stitch quotes. Yes, which is just great. Um, you know what's interesting, though? Because we, we've been talking, you and I, uh, off air about kind of what was 2021. And a lot of the topics come from books we've read or it comes from other podcasts we're listening to. And it's, it's always just a conversation somebody else is having. Which I think is what, if, if you told the authors that's what people were doing, I think they would say, then I did my job. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's my job to tell a story, but it's also my, I think that I would imagine that a lot of the authors we read are, have kind of an underlying feeling that they have a responsibility to society. Like in, mm-hmm. these pieces are, they're social commentaries, but they're also like, they're meant to be thought provoking. Yeah. I think. And now what we choose to do with them, I mean, granted, we're not changing the world, but we're at least trying to flush these out for what they mean to us locally. Right. And that's kind of fun. I agree, because I, when people spend time, right, whether they're watching a game or reading a book or something like that, time is valuable. And the fact that our listeners choose to sign on to, 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 to our podcast, I want to make sure that we're having a conversation with them. And so our, you know, our, the books that we read, the conversations we have, we're sharing relevant information, hopefully, where they can say, you know, I didn't realize that the Amazon rainforest was that important. I didn't realize how, um, you know, in labor-intensive chocolate was, um, or the fact that we probably shouldn't be growing pistachios and walnuts in Bakersfield, um, because those do ha- those choices by people outside of our sphere will have consequences that we're going to have to deal with. Now, did you see? Um, Newsom, I guess I shouldn't say Newsom, but California told the farmers prior to this rain that they were getting zero water oh. for farming already. A couple weeks ago, because it was so dry, Yeah. Sacramento says, listen, farmers, you get no water. You're going to have to pump your groundwater. Well, and you think about the small percentage of people that that actually affects day to day. But then you go into like the universal effect of what that means for food. Mm-hmm. And we're talking, and the one thing that I have seen, you know, I show a lot of um, current event, like, news stuff to my kids in class, and they're they're upset right now, right? Because the, it's, the it's kids? yeah, it's okay. uh, COVID, uh, it's supply chains, and it's inflation. Yes. Like, that's the news circuit. And the, the thing that I have found most interesting about a lot of the inflation stories is everyone has a very... Uh, a very incorrect view of what inflation is mm-hmm. and who, like you said before, kind of is the puppet master behind the whole thing. Right. They did a really great story on, you know, how a lot of people blame farmers for the prices of crops, which has right. nothing to, they wish it had something to do with them right. because they'd be making a lot more money. But you talk about, you know, the farmer's issues and what that means. Well, what does that mean for us as a society? Do we need to start making smaller choices when it comes to how many available foods we're going to have. Well, yeah. Uh, and this is something that uh, years ago, the hippies 
started doing. And it was all about buy local, support local businesses, buy local produce. And what you don't realize is if you're not putting something on a truck or a train or, or a boat and shipping it across the world, you don't, th those are costs that you don't have to, to incur. So if you're going to buy apples from Fresno versus apples from Washington, the Fresno apples will be cheaper. You don't have to transport those, you know, across state lines. And so when you start looking at water and distribution, I mean, I, I drove by um, a gas station and gas is $5. It's crazy. A little less than a year ago, it was two fifty. My, and I got a buddy who texts me all the time in Tennessee and tells me how cheap it is over there. Are you kidding me? And it's it's like two eighty nine. And and if you could get Tennessee gas in California, then you would see the market adjust. California can't wouldn't be able to charge you five dollars for a gallon of gas if there was greater competition. And we're we're screwed, right? You have to buy gasoline yeah, I mean, in California. What, yeah, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, right. I mean, your options are limited. And you know, I'm I'm looking at going. Are you, are you solar? Yeah, we have some, not okay. enough, but okay. yeah, we have some. Because we're looking at going solar next year, um, and they're telling me you know get 110, 120 percent of what you need. I'm thinking about going 150. And I just, want just throw it all on there, and one of us is going to buy an electric car or yeah. I mean, you kind of can see the writing on the wall. Mm -hmm. It especially it, whether it's true or not, right? We've had this conversation about. Um, energy sources and what's technically clean and not clean mm -hmm. solar has a cost to it mm -hmm. but the optics of it are fantastic and we were we are going to start having solar windows yes. and solar roofs they have them yeah i mean like commercial buildings for sure mm -hmm. they're a lot easier and they're pretty they're a trip if you ever see them yeah i mean it's a whole deal but you know the the way that uh, these contracts work because it's all mm -hmm. it's all business, and you know new houses now have to have solar on them, and right. it's going to start becoming a, a. All of these changes are actually not even going to be your choice anymore. Right, they're going to be told to you. And and here's here's where when 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 people think that I'm a conspiracy theorist, I, I I'm really not. I do like the idea of choice, and the the free market allows innovation. And that innovation is going to have to be put under control. If solar panels are too expensive to put on your house, no one's going to do it. And as they compete for that market share, somebody's going to make a product cheap enough, or I shouldn't say cheap, inexpensive enough, where I can afford to do it. And then I see the, 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 the cost benefit to me. Um, what I don't like being told is that the government made a decision and now you have to do this. You can't buy a new home um, unless you sign up for solar and you sign up for, you know, other services that the free market can't afford. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, those choices. Now, this is where it's going to be a difficult issue for you is that you love the idea of the free market. Mostly, yeah. Mostly the free market. And what yeah. the free market breeds is innovation and you're upset about good ideas mm -hmm. because you don't get to be the one to choose to include those good ideas. Is that what you heard me say? I did. <laughs> That's literally what you just said. But I do get it. Yeah. But if, I, if, if I want a house with no solar. You should be able to buy a house with no solar. And they're like, no, 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 sir. It's going to cost you 20. Yep. Yep. I know. 
Yeah. And my energy cost is going to be higher. Yeah. I don't like the way they look. At some point. And that should be enough. It sh well, because for you, it's style. I'm just using that as an example yeah. because it's kind of a dumb example. But here's the thing. Most of us want to put solar on the back of our houses, not the front. Correct. That's a big deal. What happens in California when they say, um, hey, you can buy a new house. You just can't put in a yard. Which that's also coming. Yeah. It. Now, if you think about that from an environmentalist perspective, mm -hmm. from the idea of how much water in California that we're trying to survive on, we shouldn't have a yard. We, I, you know what I would like to see more of? And, and a friend of mine did this. She planted a um, aesthetically pleasing vegetable garden. So where, where you would normally see bushes and trees and that sort of thing. She had cabbage. She had tomato plants. And it wasn't in rows. It looked like an actual garden it was like more organic looking yeah and so not she like just a go out and system. grab a thing of yeah. lettuce or broccoli and all it's going to take is for some company to team up with one of the big builders around mm -hmm. here and say hey here's what we're going to do yeah and then all of a sudden it goes from there you know and if i may put my conspiracy sombrero on, i'll allow it can you imagine what would happen in, in a world where people started to grow their own healthy food and they stopped buying McDonald's. Can you imagine what the McDonald's um, uh, big business uh, uh, group would do? I mean, they pivot, right? They would have to pivot. And or they'd have to say, hey, you guys can't grow vegetables in your backyard. Sure. You have to eat chicken nuggets. But then what that does is that creates, it's just so many chains, mm -hmm. and that's what I love about the world, yeah. is the interconnectivity of everything together where nothing lives in a vacuum. Right. And watching the dominoes fall mm -hmm. is kind of fun and until it affects your life and your pocketbook mm -hmm. it's great to watch and you can watch a guy like elon musk because for years i've looked at him and i thought he's insane well he is insane he is insane <clears throat> and yet he is on the on the crest of this wave this this guy's a prophet he sees so far into the future as well and people trust him yes because he's proven to be successful he's also honest about being what asperger's and for sure i mean he he he, he he's honest about what he wants to do he'll tell you up front this is a crazy idea but in 20 years everyone will be doing it but he also says this is a simulation oh he does and i'm out <laughs> on it but the more i think about it i'm like oh maybe Stop. it's not necessarily not a simulation <laughs> There are just a couple of things where I'm like, in 20 years, that idea might hit a lot more than it hits right now. Yeah. I, I think he just likes to keep people on their toes. With, Probably. With the simulation. But, again, he made things relevant. And the, these authors that we read and these podcasts we like to listen to, they take these ideas that we don't spend a lot of time thinking about, and somebody finally puts it in a neat little bite-sized package, and we can say, you know what? You're right. You know, gas prices can affect my food and, you know, how, how you farm for chocolate or why are uh, 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 supply chains? Well, what we really try and do, at least what I, what I think we should be very active in doing, is trying to get out of our own echo chamber mm. while we're listening to some of these things. It's, it, the problem with content prior to the internet and everything is you only had a couple of choices. Right. So if NBC News was all you got... That's all you got. Right. And now you can be very choosy on what you want to listen to. And you know, oh, I know that I don't agree with that guy. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and stay away. When in reality, that's all the more reason to listen to that guy. Yeah. Because 
if, if you're scared of your own ideas, are they really good ideas? Right. And, and you and I have talked about this. Some of the best friendships we've, ta- we, we've discussed is people who challenge our way of thinking. You know, we've got a friend, our buddy Shane, who has been invited on the show many times. Mm. And uh, someday we'll have to have a, a, a Shane cast. But he and I don't see eye to eye. On almost anything. On, yeah. And yet he strengthens. I have to have a more coherent argument. Well, you know, when you're going in, oh, you got to buckle down. You got to you got to put the helmet on. Yeah, you're going to war, but and he won't let you win. And you you know, you ever notice sometimes he starts leading you down the, yeah, he, the yellow yeah, brick ro- road. Yeah, and then he uses your words against you. Yeah, like, God, how did I fall for that again? He's good at it. He is good. But those conversations, as you know, sometimes yeah. difficult as they are, they're super fun. Yeah, but it, it's just this idea of always having to be right. And again, like that's why I didn't want to do COVID, to be honest. Like, yeah. I I don't know. Me saying, told you so, someone finally saying, you know, Fox News saying we finally won, mm-hmm. CNN saying, ha, look at how stupid you are. None of that really does anything productive. Right. It, people are watching regardless if you're right or wrong, and that's the problem with, with mainstream media. But what I, I, what I do think is more and more important is now that the internet has democratized information, people do need to be, they need to critically evaluate, like you said, their echo chamber. And just because you like what that person is saying and it, they, they affirm your, your, your thoughts and feelings, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the best argument. No, it just might work in your little circle. Right. Which if that's what you're trying to do, then go ahead. And if that's what we're gonna, I'm I'm not comfortable with the idea that we're moving to these little circles, these little tribes. Yeah. Like I'm a I'm a Mac guy, and you're an IBM guy, and yeah. you're a Nike guy, and you're an Adidas guy. Because um, I thought we kind of came out of that whole tribe thing. So we ought to be able to sit down, have a conversation, and say, "Hey, interesting. I I, I like your point of view." Yeah. Or I don't get it. Uh huh. Keep going. Yeah. Not you're wrong. Yeah. Stop. But. Yeah, I think that, you know, 2022, if it's going to lead us to anything, we're going to have a lot more issues and things to talk about. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Uh, I, I can say for the first time, I'm 47 years old, I have absolutely no idea what next year is going to look like. I, we might have flying cars. We could. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to make predictions. Back to the future is is the, the little hoverboards yeah. and the, the, the we're almost there almost i i do know it won't be a boring year no i think boring years are done <laughs> i think you're right i think 1997 was <clears throat> the last boring year that existed and now we're just rolling forward gosh i, I was already married i don't even know what happened in 97 i just thought it sounded kind of boring did you graduate high school no nope. 2005 2005 oh my gosh all right now i i do want to go back to this because i it just popped in my head right now Remember when you said that you don't have any hobbies? Yes. Would you consider this now a hobby of yours? I would. But is talking a hobby? I think this process is a hobby. Okay. And so I have now breathed more life into you. Oh, my God. God. So, hey, hey, you're welcome. Hey, so does your arm hurt when you pat yourself on the back? You're welcome. (laughs) I just came to it, and I was like, you know what? It needs to be said. I can say... Um, I would be in the gutter right now if it was not for Mark Tackett. Oh, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. You would have a nickel. I would have at least one, maybe more. 
Well, before we sign off today, I want to hit him with one more piece of wisdom of the week. This comes from our boy, our Malcolm. boy, Malcolm Gladwell. Gladwell. Uh, and he says, the older I get, the more I understand that the only way to say valuable things is to lose your fear of being correct. Mic drop. And after our COVID conversation, <laughs> and after letting you off the leash, such... you got to stop worrying about being right. Okay, Mark. Thank you. That's all I needed to know. Hey, happy 2021. Looking forward to a 2022. Yep. To everybody out there celebrating holidays, enjoy the time. All the holidays. This is an inclusive podcast. <laughs> Bringing the new year right. We'll yeah. be back in 2022. Until then, see ya. Signing off. <laughs>